Welcome to On Acting, where we talk to actors a little bit about where they've worked, a little more about why they work, and a lot about how they work. Today I'm joined by Nicholas Lee, who is well known from the X-Files, uh, kind of got his big break, I guess, through the X-Files, and is most recently going to be in the Reboot Reboot, which comes out next year sometime. So, Nicholas, we start with the same question every time. Mm. Let me ask you, ask you first, do you feel like X-Files was kind of like your... A big break, or was there other stuff before that? Um, was it a yeah? I would classify that as a as a big break. Yeah, um, yeah. I had done um, quite a bit of television uh, before that show, but um, you know, I think I started X Files uh, when I was like thirty three, thirty four, and it really kind of helped launch. Uh, you know whatever I'm calling my career and uh, I after before the show went to LA I went to LA and I was working down there doing doing series and MOWs and stuff like that so yeah it was it definitely opened some doors for me yeah okay let's start with uh, where were you born where'd you grow up uh, I was born in New Westminster and I grew up in Dunbar Oh, in Dunbar. Cool. Yeah. And what was Which your... back in the day, by the way, was a very, very different place than it is today. I mean, it was all sort of middle class, lower middle class um, immigrant families, basically, mostly, uh, uh, you know, from the UK, really. Oh, really? So was it? My parents were English. Um, oh. All my friends' parents were English or Scottish or Irish or Welsh or... Right. Yeah. I, I house-sat a place on Dunbar once. And there was, I went walking along the street, I think it was Dunbar, and there was like uh, a European, or like a British market. Right. And I, I hadn't seen around, so I guess yeah. that's left over from... It is left over. And you know, there's, there's still the, um, uh, what's the pub up there, you know, uh, Cheshire Cheese, and you know, it's still it's kind of hanging on, but now, you know, the properties are worth millions and millions of dollars, and right. it's a totally different thing. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what was your first experience with performance? Um, I, my very first uh, experience was with performance was I, I, did, I never was in theater in school, but I did play in a band um, in grade 11 and 12. Like I was a singer in a band. So like I think our first um, gig was um, we, were, we were in the, the gong show. At, at, yeah, yeah. at lunch hour. Yeah. And that was the very first time that I was ever in a band. And then I did that for probably... <sighs> Um, up until I was like 25, so probably like eight years. You were in the band. Uh, you we did. Yeah, we, we yeah we we played around. We played a lot at UBC. Played the Commodore and a bunch of places downtown, the Railway Club and stuff cool. like that. Yeah. Oh wow! So you guys were a real deal. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, uh, as much as it is like a local real deal. Yeah. We, we, I mean, we were a real band for sure. You yeah. Know, we we uh, we we wrote our own stuff and we played covers and we played around Vancouver as much as possible. Cool. Yeah. What did you play? I sang. So you were the front man? Yeah. What kind of music was it? Um, well, this is kind of, this is the 90s, right? So, you know, it was, um, uh, who was it motivated by? I guess um, things like Depeche Mode, okay, you know, yeah, yeah. fairly synth heavy kind of, you know, right. a lot of um, bandanas wrapped around wrists and ankles and stuff yeah, like nice. that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, for some reason, I thought you were going to say Fine Young Cannibals. I recently heard a Fine Young Cannibals song and I, I forgot how good that music is. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. It's so funny. I was talking to somebody the other day, my friend's kid, and uh, he's like, uh, he's like 11 and he plays classical guitar and et cetera, et cetera, you know, et cetera. And I said, so what are you listening to? That, you know, like, what's the, new, what's the new music you listen to? He said, oh, all kinds. And I said, well, what, pick something. And he said, well, I really like a song called Karma Chameleon by the Culture Club. And I was like, oh, that's a nice <laughs> yeah, song. <it's> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
So how did you get into being an actor? Uh, I was um, sort of at a crux a certain point in my life where I didn't quite know what I was doing. I was working in a clothing store on Robson selling, uh, you know, sort of fairly high-end clothing to, to people. And, and it was something I knew I wouldn't, didn't want to continue doing. I was also sort of playing in the band at the time. I was asked to join another band, um, which kind of had more notoriety. They were called the French Letters. And uh, that kind of fell apart super quickly. And a guy that I knew came into the clothing store that I was working at. And he said, you know, I'm, I met this acting teacher. You should go meet her. And because he knew that I, it, it was something I'd wanted to do since I was a boy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'd, I loved film. I loved movies. I loved stories. I loved actors. I, you know, I was, there was a lot of times when I never went outdoors when I was a kid because I just was stuck watch. I was watching the three o'clock movie, you know, every afternoon. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I went and met this woman and I talked to her for like an hour and a half and um at some point in that conversation, I remember like breaking into tears for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, and she said, you should be an actor. And I went in and I quit my job the next day. I started bartending at places like the number five orange and the marble arch and stuff. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and started studying with this person on the North shore. Yeah. And for people who are not from Vancouver, the marble arch and the <laughs> orange, well, they, neither of them exist anymore, but they were strip clubs. They were strip clubs. Yeah. 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 My buddy, his dad owned these strip clubs and, um, that was the easiest way for me to get into, to, to doing, uh, to, to having a nighttime job where I could study during the day and, right. and, and, and work at night. Who was the teacher? Do you mind saying? Her or? name is June Whitaker. June Whitaker. And she's not with us anymore. Or is she, uh, I don't believe she's teaching anymore. No. Um, you know, Christiane Hurt was there, uh, Matt Hill, John Piper Ferguson, uh, there was a, there was a sort of a kind of a, a little group of people that sort of went on to, to, to work from there. And from there I went to Gastown Actor Studio. Okay. And that's where I met Mel Tuck oh, and right. John Cassini. Uh, ben Ratner I knew already because uh, Ben was uh, went to my high school. And he also played in a band, so we sort of knew each other, even though he was a couple of years younger than me. But um, Molly Parker and uh, on and on and on. You know, like a lot of people came out of there. And do you think Mel Tuck was... Was Mel Tuck your teacher there? Yes. And was he one of the more influential teachers that you've had? For sure. For He's, sure. Did you now? I don't know. I then I'll tell you that I then went down to um, a place in Los Angeles was what which was really influential for me, and that was called the Charles Conrad Studio. Okay. And their whole philosophy was uh, was Zen basically, which had really he didn't espouse research or anything like that. His entire thought was. And it sounds very, very basic, uh, which it was take your attention off yourself and and put it entirely outside of yourself yeah, yeah. on the other person, on whatever. Uh, and um, read the thing as many times as you possibly can. No need for research, but just take your attention off yourself and the universe will give you what you need. You become an open vessel at that point. Yeah. And, and, and all the knowledge you need to know is around you. You just need to open yourself up to it. And I saw some of the most incredible work I've ever seen by people who had who were sort of working this 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 direction of, of acting. We did things where we would sit down at a table and you'd have uh, your sides would be face down and you'd turn them over and you'd grab a line visually and you'd throw it, grab it, throw it, grab it, throw it, and um, with your attention always off yourself. And I saw people do work that was 
superb there, not even knowing what their next line was going to be. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the same as the. I mean, the Sanford Meisner. I went to the playhouse, and that's the same mm-hmm. principle as the mm-hmm. Sanford Meisner's whole principle was to get it off you. Yeah, but the Zen. So thing, that that and I just wanted to finish by saying that, that, that yeah. that's that was super influential to me, even though it was a, a only a small nugget of kind of what I've picked up from teachers along the way. Um, it was r- incredibly helpful because I, you know, was finding, and I still find at times, of course, that when I'm when, when my attention is on is inside my head, yeah. um, nothing's happening. Nothing creative is happening. I, I I'm going to jump ahead to a question that I have way later on, but I don't sure. care. Is the uh, because it's, it brings up a point that I something that I I've struggled with, and I think a lot of people struggle with, is that idea of um, when you. Because there's kind of two ways that you can go about when you first start out. You you are acting. You're you're either don't give a shit mm. and and, and mm. kind of just open to whatever happens. Like you know, you show up and you do your job. You say the lines and it comes out a certain way. Or you really give a shit and uh, and then you get kind of stuck in the work. Yeah. Now, how do you balance those two things? Or, or do you do you find that at this stage you don't need to do a lot of work? Well. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I get asked by people sometimes, why don't I teach? Um, because I love directing actors. Um, because I wouldn't know where to start. Like, I wouldn't, I honestly wouldn't know. That's for other people. I don't know, I wouldn't know where to start if I sat down in front of a group of of, of, um, of um, young actors or inexperienced actors and they said, tell us how to act. I, I, I honestly wouldn't know where to start. Yeah. I can direct people, I think, well, but yeah. I but I wouldn't know how to tell people how to act. Um, what I do now is is kind of all from my gut, right? Like I'll read something and I'll go with my gut on it um, immediately. I mean, yes, I'll. Uh, I, I, there's all sorts of carving of moments and uh, and and possibly some research around what it is I'm I'm, I'm saying, but mostly it's it's um, it kind of, the the kind of um, ends up being song and dance, and you can't you know you can't do song and dance if you're thinking about where you're going to put your foot next. Right. Um, you know, right. you watch yeah. if you watch La La Land and watch um, Ryan uh, what's Gosling. Ryan Gosling. There's a perfect example because he's just not good. He's not a good dancer. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. Unfortunately, he's a terrific actor. Right. But the moment you start thinking about where you're going to put your foot, um, you you're in deep trouble. So it's it's uh, I'm I try to get to a place where I I'm, I'm literally um, elevated, elevated uh, almost f- physically off the ground a little bit so I get myself into a sense of play right. regard, doesn't, regardless of what this was going on in the scene yeah. whether it's a, somebody's the death of somebody or it's a comedy or a breakup between yourself and you know I mean regardless of what, what's happening in the scene I try to get myself into a real sense of play so sometimes even before stuff I, I dance and I hum to myself and I move around so that I'm getting into like uh, that's one of the things the guy in LA taught me was go go into the go into it like it's game time, and you are Michael Jordan or you right. are whoever it is, and 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 that that heightened sense of awareness and that that brain activity and your energy and your your uh, better self is right up there. Yeah, yeah. So are you when you're talking about uh, 
that's dancing you're doing that in your room or you're doing that yeah, or on set, on set? Like I, and that's a great thing for me because um, I mean some I remember one particular job I, it was a pilot of, that I did down in the states for for um, NBC and uh, it, it was kind of a high stakes job and um, I was playing the devil and um, I would dance before every take and in front of everybody too because you stop caring what the people who are watching you think and you know you just kind of do the thing you do the thing yeah yeah it's and it's not unlike singing right you know yeah in what sense that if you're if you're if you're concentrating i mean at least the way i sing if you're concentrating on every note and every nuance and everything you are in your head if you're just singing from from your insides then then you are um then you're hopefully creating and that's what you that's what we got to do in every moment is create something new whether it's on the first take the 30th take the first time it's come out of your mouth um, it, which again goes back to the idea of taking your attention off yourself right so then was the so uh, for people who don't know quite often set up with the master and then get into coverage as the sh- the day goes as the shoot goes on are you you're not saving anything for coverage obviously or, or is that not true well again it depends what it is i did another pile last year where or the year before where um i was in a hospital bed and and um m- m- i was dying and my son that i hadn't seen and since he was a boy comes into the room and that we shot that all day and it was a really emotional scene and, right. and am i saving it uh sure i mean you kind of ha- it's a um you have to weigh uh always um what you're what you're um to some extent what you're giving out and what you're holding on to um especially in film and television especially in television because things are moving so quickly yeah. and there's no time to prep half the time emotionally if that's something that you need to do yeah. um but I'm, some of the best auditions some of the best work i've ever had i've got i i've just thought, okay this is this is the this is the uh this is the environment this is the situation uh, engage your imagination and go. I had a, a great audition for something a while ago that was um, where it was about our daughter had been abducted, and um, it was a really emotional scene. And they're packing up the child's toys because they think she's gone and dead. And uh, I went in for the first read, and it just all came out. It all came out. It was really great. I was excited. I went back to the uh, to the callback with the producers and everything like that. And I did all this prep, and I was like, I'm going to go with you know. And it kind of wasn't there because I was holding on to it so tight. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that can be frustrating. <laughs> quite. Uh, do you do you find that quite often? I mean, obviously, trying to live up to the expectations of a performance you did before, and it's the frustrating thing about auditioning with the best scenes that you're going to play on the, mm. the day is that you end up with, you know, having expectations about how the scene should go. Well, totally. I mean, I, I've been through that enough now that I know, you'd think I'd know anyway, that um, I remember an audition I had down in L.A., and it was um, for a show called The Naked Truth, which is sort of unimportant, but it was a comedy, and, and I read for the casting director, and she's like, don't go anywhere stay right where you are I'm going to go get the producers you know she was really excited right I was like oh my god oh my god and so she, she goes you know what just go outside for half an hour I'll assemble everybody and come on back in so I, I go out and I come back in and I try to do the same thing over again and, and, and it was terrible right it was yeah, terrible because yeah, yeah. I was trying to because I was trying to recreate creativity and, of course you know yeah so uh, 
did you start now you start teach you start uh, teaching you start learning mm-hmm. yeah you start going to the classes and stuff like that did you start working right away or were you a guy that works pretty quickly or not so uh, you know I think I probably was in two different places three different places really before I got my actual first job which was a really shitty sci-fi film um uh, I, I I think I was probably out for about a year and a half, maybe two years before before you before, before I actually sort of booked up my first job, and then things kind of started to come. You know, it was a good time to be an actor in Vancouver. Yeah. Um. The, uh, the, there was a, uh, there wasn't a ton of people doing it. And my, right. my UBCP number is eight twenty five. You know what I mean? Yeah, I go yeah. to auditions and I look at the thing and at UBCP number they're like fourteen thousand three hundred. I'm like, holy yeah. shit. John Cassini, yeah. I think, I'm, is I'm, like I'm ten thousand something. <laughs> John, Johnny Cassini, I think, is like is like uh, two hundred and twelve or something like that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so it was it was a, it was a good time to uh, to be doing that, and they were paying well, and uh, you know, it was um, it's a kind of a different world now to some extent. Right? There's there's sort of more shows, but the, there's more business attached to it now. It was more. So, do you think there was was it more kind of like uh, the sense that you're giving me is kind of like the Wild West in terms of people are just having fun and doing stuff? As yeah, kind of. I mean, you know, there's serious actors. There's always been serious, of really course. talented actors in this city. Um, but it was just a, it was just a, a time when um, when it seemed like kind of every well maybe it's like now you know everybody seemed to be working and everybody was making money and everybody was sort of doing you know quality work and and uh, but there was something all the old timers and I'm not necessarily an old timer yet but I'm certainly on my way uh, the, the, people t- tend to kind of look back on the the 90s the early 90s in Vancouver as kind of like you know the golden the golden age to right. some extent well it was I guess it was a breakthrough for the market in the certain for sure it was. it was and you know Stephen Cannell and all those people are coming up here and doing right. and doing and producing shows where there's all kinds of them Wise Guy Commission Jump Street you know on and on and on and on right right do you feel uh, over the years that you've learned more from the training that you got or from the practical mm, experience? Good question. Um, you know, I think it's the practical experience. Yeah. I really do. Because, yeah. it, again, if somebody were to say to me, you know, teach me how to act, I, I don't think I'd know where to start. Um, but I, could, I, think I, could, I think I could be helpful in, letting, in, in helping people uh, understand what it's like to be on set and how to try to maintain your creativity while under the pressure of the clock and the gun. Right. And how much, how much do you think about the technical aspects of performance as opposed to... A lot. Like, yeah. A lot. Like, do you, are you, would you use the lighting as a yes, performance? Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I'll use everything I can. I mean, I'm, uh, one of the things that... Uh, it sounds like I'm bragging him no please uh, 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 directors say to me you should be director because I'm always thinking about light and angle and uh, 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 and sh- uh, frame right etc etc you know uh, f- lights super important especially I mean I've had this opportunity to play a lot of bad guys yeah yeah in my career and uh, I guess you call them bad guys. I don't think of them as bad guys, but <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, and Me too. <laughs> uh, you, you, using lighting as much as um, it's, a good, it's a good point. Lighting's very important. Yeah, yeah. And, and how you how you you know you try to work with the DP and try to find out what his frame is and try to find out you know what 
angle to be looking at you know, not in terms of what makes you look good but in, in terms of what fulfills the, the character yeah right uh, and did you learn that as, as punctuation almost or as like another piece of uh, just the same way you use a costume uh, or something oh completely yeah 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 uh, um, it's all. I mean, you've got to be a sponge, right? I mean, and you've got you've got to be you got to have your toolbox open and be using everything at your available, you know, that's available to you, yeah, right? Uh, regardless of whether it's light or sound, or you know, use all of it. Yeah. And that's another thing. I mean, I, I'm, I'm forever asking questions and how about this? How about that? Um, I look back on some of the things I've done. A lot of the things I've done, in fact. And I think to myself, oh, that was my idea. That was my idea. That was my idea. Like That's what, the... for example? Oh, uh, I did a movie called Vertical Limit um, down in, in New Zealand. And um, they had a death scene written for me uh, that just wasn't all that good. It was a big Sony movie. It was like a $100 million movie at the time. Right, it, was, it was like, a, um, it turned out to be like a, in, down in New Zealand, it was a $200 million movie because of the exchange. So they were really, it, it was... There was a lot of money being put into it. And I read it, and I just thought we could do better. And I went to the director, and I said, I have an idea. And he said, what is it? And I told him. And, I, and so we, we, I rewrote my whole death scene. The, the very, one of the very first times I did that was with Rob Bowman. I don't know if you're familiar with Rob Bowman. He directed a lot of the episodes of The X-Files. He's now doing a show here called The Crossing. Um, uh, you know, he and I had this, and Kim Manners, who's another great guy who's no longer alive but a, a Vancouver legend LA director producer Vancouver legend um, you know uh, where I was uh, in the back seat of a car in the X-Files this was, this was in the very first season I played a, a completely different character I had a small part in the very first season and um, uh, I was making out with this person in the in the in the uh, in the back of this car, and uh, out, that person gets out of the car, and they change from female to male. And I said, "Wouldn't it be cool if we, you know, wouldn't it be cool if the the the, car, if the windows are fogged up because we've been having sex in the car?" And I wipe back the. I mean, these are just small things, but wipe back the you know the fog inside the thing, and and look through the thing and see this woman turn into a man and um he said yeah good idea so we got a kettle and we steamed up the windows and that's what's in the show right? oh wow and, cool. and not only just so you you really feel like you're a part of the thing when you are help helping to create the moments and you, you sort of got to kind of grab your bravery sometimes because you, you know we're sort of taught to be subservient and, and, and not, not speak until spoken to. But uh, um, I always do that. I, uh, uh, my imagination is always firing and I always open my mouth. On it. But I say to them first, listen, if I say too much, tell me to shut up. If you like my ideas, great. If you don't, then that's also cool. I'm, I'm an adult. I can handle it. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I, what I'm getting from that, too, is it's not coming from a place of ego. It's coming from a place of excitement. No, no, no. They're never from a place of ego. Yeah. It's, it's coming from a place of, of uh, creative excitement. Right. And, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I mean, again, I, I re honestly can look through if 75% of the shows I've done, and I, and I think, well, that blocking idea was mine, or that bit of dialogue was mine, or that. And it's not about ego. <coughs> It's, um, I mean, it feels good. It feels good that they're taking your ideas, for sure. But um, it's about uh, 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 engaging and not just being this person who stands in front of the camera and, right. um, you know, and, and opens their mouth. Is that something that came naturally to you or is that something you learned through experience? Mm. 
I mean, I don't know. What, I, 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 I'm not quite sure how to answer that because they're just ideas, right? They're ideas that come into well, mind. Well, I mean, uh, not the ideas, but uh, expressing those ideas in an open way. I mean, because personally, it, it was something I had to learn. At first, I did not do that. Yeah. I would just yeah, yeah, keep yeah. my mouth shut and do my job, yeah. uh, and to my detriment. And it wasn't until I realized that I could be helpful that I was open to that. Was that the case with you, or did you do it right away? And also, was it uh, how did you come to learn? To use the lighting and things like that, or was that something just came naturally? You just knew like I should use this. Or? Well, I mean, I, again, I, 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 that, well, I've been watching so much film, so much and not, television, yeah, but mostly movies when I was a kid. Sure. Um, and so I, I don't know. It just becomes part of kind of the language. You know what I mean? You just sort of you. you, you you, I watch a lot of old movies too. You know, when when DPing and lighting and cinematography, you know, was it was the sort of golden era of that too, yeah, right? right. So, um, so I, uh, uh, it's, you know, I mean, you have to feel secure in yourself first. But I mean, you 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 need to feel secure in yourself if you're going to walk onto the set. If you're if you're nervous, and listen, I still have those moments, and I, most actors probably do. When you walk onto a set, one set or another, at some time, and you and you don't feel like you're in your shoes, you don't feel confident in, uh, in 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 yourself. And and I mean, that's the death of creativity, right? Immediately, right. that's the death death of creativity. So you kind of got to override that, and you have to again bring your best shiniest most creative self to the moment right to the yeah, job yeah. yeah so what's the first thing you do when you get a script or, or sides when I get sides or when I get a script well well, I, I guess generally I mean if I get a script that I haven't read yet if it's an offer for example yeah and I'm not auditioning for it then I um, then I just go open up the page one and just start reading for sure obviously right. yeah um, but um, you know when I get sides I read them and I just I get a picture in my mind, which is, you know, it's not, maybe that's what I've learned is to trust my gut. You know, there's that great, uh, that great interview with Brian Cranston where he's talking about, you know, when you go into an audition, don't be doing what you think they want. Be doing what you, what, 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 what occurs to you as as a creative person. Bring yourself into the room, not what you think they want. Um, But I, I think that's what it is. I think that's what it boils down to really is I read it and I get, especially these days, back in the day you used to get, you know, three, four days to work in an audition. Sometimes now you get like a matter of hours. Right. So you have to kind of, um, you have to go with your gut, and and I don't know if you can teach that exactly, uh, but you know I would say to actors, um, you know, just trust your instincts. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you get. Let's assume that. And, uh, and, and let me just carry on by saying that you know that's the first step, right? And then you know you spend as much time as you can thinking about the person and the whys and the what for the who's what whys when where's and you know all those things. Um, and then I start to carve moments um, that uh, are, um, you know, I auditioned for a comedy yesterday, and, and that's all about carving moments, right? Finding funny moments, and um, uh, uh, you know, I never write. I, I I used to write all over my script, all these notes, and do this here, do that there, do this here, and now I just kind of uh, I don't I, I don't even don't even all I do is like circle the words. And I just, um, 
Uh, I, I carve my moments, but then at the end, it, it, it's like skydiving, right? Have you ever skydived? I have not. Well, you're standing on the, as you're standing at the edge of the plane, and and you're either going to go or you're going to go back and sit down, and that moment where you just decide I'm going to go off the edge of you know and into nothingness is it frightening? But um, it's the only way to go at it, right? And that's to say, yes, I'm going to, I'm going to. I'm going to attach myself to this. I'm going to indulge in this. I'm going to bring my best creative self to this moment, and I'm going to do it without fear. Right. Yeah, yeah. So fear kills. Fear kills everything. Creativity. In the moment. I mean, you know, fear can, fear can be a good motivator, but it's, it's, not a good, it, it's, not, it's not good food for creativity. So how do you get to a place as you're working on, I guess more specifically a role you've already booked, and just because auditions are such a small time frame, that you've booked a, a role, how do you get to that place where you're free with it? Are, do you? Uh, I mean, obviously, you're saying you don't make margin uh, notes in the margins, but are you walking around thinking about it, or what? What, what are you doing to kind of get yourself? Well, I, I've had a. Here's where my fear comes in, like the fear that I do have. And that is around remembering lines because I've never been good at it. I've never been good. And, and, convert, and so, uh, you know, uh, conversely, I'm a shitty auditioner because I, my fear is I'm not going to, the lines aren't going to be there. Right. Sometimes, but then, you know, when I let myself go and I, and I just right. take the, try to take the fear out of it, then they, they, they just tend to happen. But um, what was the question? Well, what, what are you doing to, to, like, to work on the, on the parts? Like, are you... As you're working on it, oh, I, I like. For example, I uh, I went. Go ahead. No, you. Had, you had well, I was just going to say. I mean, you, I am thinking about it uh, all the time. Uh, you know, I everything I watch, everything that comes across my face. You know, everything that I see on the news, everything that I watch on a TV show, everything becomes in part a little, you know, you pick little moments and little pieces out of everything, your relationships, your, uh, everything becomes fair game, right? And yeah. you have to be fearless about that as well. Um, I also think it's really good. I quite often get high, uh, and, uh, <laughs> once yeah. and go, go into it and go over it, you know, because that, that kind of allows me, if my mind's a little kind of like opened up, then different ideas come into my right. mind. And, yeah, yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, it's um, if I'm working on a job, you know, listen, one of the most exciting things for me to watch as an actor, watching another actor work is spontaneity. Of course. Yeah. Um, and creativity in the moment. I keep on coming back to that, right? Is not to think, oh, this is the moment where I do this or this is the moment where I do that. But you just springboard. You, you have your moment before or whatever that is and you go into the scene and then you just play it. You yeah, know, yeah. It's, It is like tennis, right? That, that if you hit a ball and the guy in your opponent hits it into the far side of the court, you better get there and get it. And you're not thinking about anything other than getting the ball. Yeah, right? yeah. So it's that sense of play and that sense of excitement and that sense of allowing your creativity to come through. I know I keep on sort of saying that. No, no. But that's that's what it is to me at the end of the day is a, is a creative game so are you is, is there a structure to the work that you're doing before you get there <laughs> like is it it's not unstructured is there a structure to it not not so much really uh, I read it a lot I yeah. read it a lot There's nothing but I, I guess the question I have is is it, is it the same like if you no it's not the same thing no 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 I, I mean I find it in all kinds of different ways I've, I've done things where I didn't know what I was going to do until like I put a wig on in the, uh, in the part, right? Cool. I, uh, I remember, 
I did a film with John and Ben and Frank Cassini and all these guys. And um, I didn't quite know what I was going to do because I'd just come off another show. I flew out to Saskatoon to do this job. They put a wig on my head and all of a sudden it was there. You know what I mean? But that doesn't regularly happen. This right. is why I'd be a terrible teacher because I, it's all, it, it all, it comes, it comes in just different ways all the time and 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 i'm not even sure i can explain what that is it kind of just comes to you in in an image or a thought or a feeling or a sound or right you know yeah i mean i think uh not to get too far off on a tangent but i think the job of the teacher is unfortunately uh to find one thing because I'm the same way I could people have said that you should teach young guys how to act right. I can't because I feel exactly the same way you do mm-hmm. uh, and I and I also think that teachers have to go this is how you do it they have to say that even though it's yeah, not true because right. sure, sure, sure. they have to have something to tell people yeah yeah, yeah no don't and listen you know uh, a lot of my friends teach me and, too and, um, and I'm I'm super happy for them and they love it and they're really good at it it's just not it's not it's not something you know, if you wanted to, if you came to me with an audition when we wanted to work it and shoot it, then I got then I got something to talk about. Right, it's specific. Yeah. Do you so? Do you generally give thought to the story that's not in the text, the backstory, or the sub the stories that are yeah you get alluded to? Yeah, you. I mean, you got to read between the lines in every single sentence. Right. Yeah. That's what it's. You know, I watch a lot of actors. I'm, I helped teach a class um, a couple week and a half ago. And it was some inexperienced people and lovely people and people with sort of good natural ability, but they weren't getting past the words. It was really just, they were just going by what was on the page. Yeah. And that's, um, that's like 40% of the job, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you gotta be, you, you gotta be determining what's happening, um, in between the words yeah, yeah. all the time, all the time. And that's part of where the spontaneity comes in which is sort of a weird thing to say but you know you, you um i think what i do is i i um look at the words i try to understand what the person's saying not necessarily what they're thinking or feeling and then you take the of what they're saying and then you try to find out what's what they're thinking and feeling underneath yeah, yeah. whether it's comedy or drama or i'm a killer or uh you know yeah right whatever yeah. i i i don't know if you have you ever done Journal. I never used to. I was a guy who poo-pooed people who did journals for their characters because I thought you're just doing it because you told yourself you're supposed to do it. Mm. And then I had something I was working on where I had to try it. Have you do you do stuff like that? I don't. I don't. But I again, I, like, there's so many ways to skin the cat, right? Look, look, look at Daniel Day Lewis, right? Like right. Daniel Day Lewis, like became a cobbler for a year in order to get, do research on something. And what he did for Lincoln, and all, all, I mean, it's, 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 it's remarkable what this guy does. You know, right. he, for Last of the Mohicans, he went out and lived in. He lived uh, and like bow and arrowed and shit and killed rabbits and you know all that kind of skinned rabbits. <laughs> right. like, yeah, he yeah. did it right. Yeah. Um, Anthony Hopkins, I understand, doesn't do any research. He reads the thing 150 times. Yeah. Like he reads it 150 times. So by the time he's finished reading that script, all those ideas are alive and abundant in his mind. Right. <laughs> it leads me to the. Th- there's a. Do you? play are you a guy who stays in character have you ever done that thing where you stay in character I know obviously there's going to be exceptions like probably the scene where your your son's coming and you're dying or whatever is uh, is going to be a scene yeah. you're not going to fuck around it's, with the it's crew. funny I was at a party on Saturday night and the, and, and, and the um, 
uh, one of the lighting guys was there. He was a DP's assistant. And, um, and I remember bumping in, into him on that day. And he's like, hey, how's it going? All right. I, was like, I was like, you know what? I can't, I can't talk to you right now. I, can't, I just can't. And I'll tell you why later. And because I had eight hours of crying ahead of me, right? And I couldn't yeah. get, I had to stay. It was, it was exhausting, but you know, sometimes you just got to do that. Yeah. You got to stay in that place. Right. Um, uh, I <laughs> was that callback that where I said, I, you know, uh, that I did recently where I was, I, I did such a great initial audition and then kind of shit the bed on the second one. Um, I walked into that audition and comes a guy going, Hey man, Hey, it's so good to see you. I remember we worked together on, on CSI and I was like, I can't talk to you right now. Well, it was a director Oh no! and I walked into the room and I was like, really sorry man I didn't mean to be cold to you I just kind of needed and he's like no 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 I get it I get it I get it but I was like I just completely rebuffed this guy it was so funny yeah yeah actually terrible horrifying in the moment but sort of funny now so what I'm getting is that you're <laughs> that, that some, mostly you are a guy who, who doesn't mind messing around in between takes with the crew and stuff like that because it's a way to keep yourself free no I mean listen you gotta you gotta keep you must keep that sense of play and creativity up regardless of the role yeah um, but you can stay in your uh, you can stay in character quote mm-hmm. um, and still be you know, still, still, still be open, and 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 you. I mean, you've got to be open because you're having discussions with with the director and other and other performers and the DP and the props guy and all that kind of stuff, right? So, I mean, you can't you can't shut down and be in a, and keep keep yourself in a box. You you sort of got to keep one big toe in 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 the emotion of the thing for sure. Yeah. Well, I, it, in, the, it in the truth me. of the scene. Yeah. Right. In the truth of the character, whatever that yeah. means. The. Uh, I'm reading this book called Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind right now. Yeah. And you touched on it briefly at the very beginning, but it's this thing that they talk about that I kept, uh, the reason that it was, the book's affecting me so much is it relates to acting. And it's this thing they talk about that you're kind of doing both things. You're in big mind and little mind at the mm-hmm. same time. Like mm-hmm. you are, like mm-hmm. you're talking about that you can, you're at once being playful with the crew and open, but you are also still focused on the job that yeah, you're for doing. Sure. You're not completely losing yourself in the f- fuck aroundness of yeah. it. Yeah, no. I mean, you, you, the, um, you must it's a funny thing right I mean it's like asking a paint it's like trying to, it's like teaching painting well you can teach somebody how to how to mix paints and how to how to mix a palette and the difference between red ochre and crimson you know what I mean you can do all that stuff but at the end of the day it's it's about how the person is literally going to be applying it to the canvas yeah, yeah. or to the wood or whatever it is they're painting right um, so it's a so it's a it's a sort of a tough thing for me and again, this is why I don't teach. It's a tough thing for me to actually describe. Of course. Um, yeah. But I know that it all relates back to openness and vulnerability and energy and, uh, and creativity you, and, and fun. Yeah, yeah. Do you do things outside of acting that, that fosters that Yeah, mindset? golf. Go- really? Yeah. yeah, golf? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. David Lewis and I play golf all the time. <laughs> it, it, it scratches right. uh, exactly the same side of my brain. Really? For sure. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, um, you have to, uh, in golf, you need to remain, it, what, what's it called? Um, uh, um, it's like a quiet excitement. Or a uh, like it's it's this contradiction of terms of like uh, of 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 um, kind of um, a centered 
excitement, but and and that you need to remain calm and you need to visualize everything. You need to take your time, uh, but then at the end of the day, you got to swing and hit the ball. Right. And <clears throat> there's a thousand things to remember when you're golfing, and you have to forget about them all in the moment. Um, and it has to be and you uh, Jesse Miller who's a d- director writer in town said he used to be a golf pro said you know it should never be white lightning in your mind it should never be like yeah, like it happened and you, you couldn't you, you know you need to be able to you, you need to be able to uh, do it in such a way that you can look back and remember it yeah, <laughs> so yeah, it's yeah. not just like I'm like oh, oh my god, god I'm going to swing the ball right. it's like high like, golf yeah. right. but it's a yeah. measured right. kind of thing and you know it's like television um, because every five minutes you're you're shooting right and um, but uh, quiet uh, a quiet concentration do you yeah. know what I mean inside you even though you you can maintain the sense of fun you can be drinking you can be high, but you know keeping that quiet Focus in the middle of it all. It, it very much is like uh, like acting to me. Yeah, yeah. Is there other things that you do? Is there anything else that, that you do that's like that? that, that just to, to foster your acting life in general, not necessarily that feeling. But yeah. Definitely um, hmm. You know, I've tried to be creative uh, all my life. Like I, when I was um, young, I wanted to be an illustrator. That's what I thought I was going to do. I thought I was going to go to... Um, I went to art school, and I thought I was going to be an illustrator. And then I started playing in a band. And then I uh, I did that for a long time, and then I started acting. And now I have a place in the Gulf Islands, uh, which is a couple of acres um, on a little island in the Gulf Islands, and I'm trying to be there as much as I can. And, um, and you know, it, it's I, I look for creativity in that environment, too, all the time, um, which is, a, a lot of it is gardening, actually, which is, again, sort of a quiet concentration on doing things properly and right so that, you know, that, that things grow, which is sort of a metaphor, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah absolutely. And now... Uh, in everything you know you go bowling right like uh, I just was thinking I go with my buddy sometime over to over to commercial and go bowling well you just try to like breathe and just be easy and don't overthink it and you know like kind of it's sort of in everything uh, which sounds maybe a little silly but it's sort of in everything I do is breathe relax focus execute yeah yeah and uh Keep yourself open to creativity and, and energy. How how important do you feel your life outside of acting is for your acting? Oh, huge! I mean, um, I'm fascinated by people and why people do things they do. Uh, so you know, the a lot of the stuff that I watch on television is about people, right? Um, and I'll watch a lot of documentary and a lot of BBC stuff, and um, uh, but it's 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 uh, fascinated by human nature, and um, and uh, it's really fun to try to uh, to um, uh, manifest all those weird things. Yeah, yeah. I meant more. That's obviously true, uh, but I meant more also like personal stuff. I mean, not your personal life. Uh, I don't want to talk about any of that. But I mean, um, 
that I just mean how how I have found that in my whatever's going on in my life tends to manifest itself in my acting uh-huh. in the process. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know if that's true for everybody, so I'm asking: Is that true for you? Is it true for you? Like I've found that in times of my life where I'm really grounded in my life, mm. my acting tends to be more grounded. Mm-hmm. And times of my life where I'm not so grounded, where I'm mm. f- I'm struggling, my acting doesn't really work that well. Have you found that as well, or not so much? Yeah, I think that that's. Um, You're able to separate the two. Well, uh, you know, you have to. You 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 need to like a painter, right? I mean, you need to be when you're applying the paint to the canvas. You need to be dealing with yourself and your feelings and and, and your life, and and your your vision and you know your lens. Do you know what I mean? You, yeah, yeah. You need to be. You 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 have to bring. Uh, fearlessly every aspect of your um, if you were god forbid you know sexually abused as a child if you were uh, uh, if you had a, a, your, your, somebody near and dear to you die recently I mean you got to use all those things I, you know he's my dog here is almost 12 years old yeah. um, and he, I can't I'm embarrassed to tell you how much I love this dog yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, there's going to be a day where he's not going to be here anymore and I use that regularly right yeah. um, you, but you, um, if that's an answer to your question that is I mean I, yeah, yeah. I, I think that you need to bring every aspect of um, even if what happens on, the, on your drive to the you know every, everybody will tell you this right every, anybody who knows anything will tell you this but if, you, if you're driving there and somebody cuts you off in traffic and you're really angry I mean you know you've got to find a way to use that because that's what's happening there's a well-known story of um, and it sort of relates Chris Walken I was telling this story the other day Chris Walken was in an acting class back in the day and he was doing a scene and uh, somebody backstage knocked over a box of like dishes or something and it smashed on the floor and he just kept going with the scene and they finished and the teacher said did you not hear that and he said yeah he said well not gonna like you're not gonna use that you're not gonna like that happen but you're not going to Accept that, that that's not accept it and use it in in the moment. I mean that's that, that has to be happening all the time. Whether it's the dropping of dishes or whether it's the death of a parent or a friend or a breakup or you know whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, are you a guy who likes rehearsal? Are you a guy who likes to rehearse uh, or not so much? You know, uh, sometimes I've I've just worked with a director who said, you know, you're great on take four or five. You know, your best work is not take one necessarily. Your best work is like four or five. So, um, but that is all about um, becoming um, becoming aware of becoming uh, um, one with the the text and yeah, yeah. the character and the blocking and the the props and and all that kind of stuff. I mean, we we. I, self-taped an audition here the other day we did one take of it I sent it off and I got a call the next day so it really depends man it yeah, really yeah. really depends it's it's such a it's such a mercurial thing the whole thing to me is mercurial I mean right. uh, and and it's sort of like religion to me I sometimes I think to myself like well maybe I should be maybe I should have like a real religion uh, I should practice a real religion so when the shit hits the fan yeah you know there is uh, there is there is something uh, there's a belief to fall back on yeah, yeah as opposed to just being an agnostic or being you know whatever um, 
that there's something to actually fall back on. And I know that, you know, uh, some of my good friends who teach would say, yes, you have to have that backbone. You have to have so that when things are difficult, you have you have an actual plan to fall back on. Right. I think my dog just farted. That's right. <laughs> was that you? No, it wasn't me. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, so, you know. I feel the same way, though. I, I feel the minute you define something, uh, acting uh, always, but religion is a great example, too. The minute you define it, you ruin it. The minute you go, this is what it is, right. is the minute you stop, it stops being the thing that you thought it was. Yeah, right. Uh, and I feel that really strongly. I, well, I don't want to get into religion, but... That's okay. That's, uh, I feel it very strongly with religion, that, that the minute uh, I was not raised, raised with religion, yeah. uh, and then I came and I ended up reading some stuff later on in life, and, uh, and because I wasn't raised with it, I was able to read it with an open mind. Too sure. And, uh, and I thought, oh, if people didn't just define this as like, this is the thing. Yeah, right. This is all really valuable. Totally. And all lessons. And it's the same thing with acting. Yeah. Is that uh, is, is the minute you go, this is how you do it. Stanislavski is famous for saying that the reason that nobody really talks about this, but the reason he called it the method and not the system was because he didn't want people to have right. a system oh, of working. Yeah, right. It was just a method of working, and from there you build your own method. For and sure. of course, we get the method out of yeah. that and ruins everything. And I, I, you know, I, I think if you adhere too strongly to one thing or another, you can, you can tend to box yourself in. Yeah. Um, that that when I get a script, this is what I do. I write it out, I write it out, and that's the thing. And I, you know, do all the backstory, and I, 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 I like. I think all that's good, but I don't think it's. I, I don't think. Uh, I think you have to allow for just organics. Mm-hmm. And I guess, does that mean being uh, willing enough to put the time in to do whatever it takes to try different things on? So, like, have, for example, if you get something and you realize that uh, maybe I should try something kind of physical with this guy, mm. there's something kind of mm-hmm. going on here. Mm-hmm. Like, this guy's from the south and he's a bit of a dandy, mm-hmm. so he walk a certain way. Mm-hmm. Do you do stuff like that totally. or not? For yeah. sure. You just, uh, I mean, you, you, uh, it all and, by, by yourself. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it all. Uh, I quite often do uh, accents. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like I sort of have a handle on them, so I, I, I feel like I can go in there and do it reasonably successfully. Yeah. Um, but sometimes that just occurs to me, you know, when I'm reading and I go, oh, this guy's maybe like from the East Coast, maybe he's from Philly, maybe he's from, maybe he's from St. Louis, maybe he's from New York, maybe, maybe he's, um, maybe he's English, maybe he's, you know, German, maybe, so like all those things kind of, um, and, and that's, that's, to me, that's the, the benefit of the way I approach it is that you open it with an open everything. Yeah, yeah. And not, okay, so here is the thing, and then so I break it down, and where's the beats, and, you know, that, 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 that you, you are, uh, you are open, you're open to kind of every possibility. Yeah, and that just that comes through reading it over and over yeah. again? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I have to read it over and over and over and over and over and over, and over again because uh, that's the way, I, I, that's the only way I can, like, drill the shit into my head. I... You know, some people would just read it twice and they've got it. And I yeah, no. wish to God I was that person, but I'm not. Right, yeah, yeah. Never have been. Um, so, do you generally... So, I mean, some of these questions have kind of gone over. It's so, okay. But, uh, do, you, uh, do you plan moments ever? I guess so. What you're saying is that sometimes... Yeah, I do. I do. But it's a, it's a funny combination of planning a moment, but not um, trying not to uh, arrive at its outcome. 
Do you know what I mean? Like not, uh, uh, it's it's really the seed and not the flower, if you will. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like yeah, it's yeah. like okay, what happens if he decides to if the person decides to uh, if I make this decision uh, in this moment, um, and but then hopefully letting the outcome be whatever the outcome is going to be. I mean, you, I was going to say this earlier. You know, you have to not be afraid of making mistakes too. Right. And, and a lot of people right. tell you there are no mistakes. It's just not quite maybe what is being called for, but there's no mistakes. I was in a class, teaching that class a week and a half ago where, you know, like, honestly, some of the people were just terrified to make a mistake. Right. Well, I think everybody, when they first starts out, they think that there's a right way to do things and then to scare them. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, um, uh, it's, uh, yeah, I, I, I just, I just feel like you, you 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 throw it out and if it's not valuable then you then you put it away well you have a, I mean like a, you have a certain confidence to you and I don't know if that's a learned confidence or if it was a confidence that you were gifted with not everybody has that confidence do you feel like do you know do you recognize the fact that you are a confident dude um <laughs> or do you not well so I mean that's probably cover yeah to some extent right uh, um, you know that's probably um, you know, like uh, I don't want to say something stupid in this in this interview, right? I mean, I don't. <clears throat> um, but uh, you know, I, I I have my my worries and my concerns and my foibles and and everything and and uh, that everybody else does, of course. Um, confidence, that's weird because um, I. I don't necessarily think of myself as a confident person. I, I, uh, I just know that sometimes when something occurs to me, that my ideas are valuable, and that that what's coming up, what's coming up, whatever that idea is, whatever that creative idea is, it's got value. Yeah, yeah. And to go with that, the, the seed and the flower thing. Did you come up with that? It's the seed and not the flower. Yeah, Did, that, so I've never that, heard that before. That's, that's, a, that's a good way to put it. Um, so, do you now outside of that's from that's from gardening. What do you feel fulfilled as a performer? What, what kind of things are there parts mm. that you can point to that you've done that felt more fulfilling than other ones? Well, it's a funny thing, right? Um, that you try not to watch yourself while you're doing it, but also uh, lovely girlfriend is reading True or False right now, the Mammoth book. Mm -hmm. And it gets into this idea of, uh, of um, you know, the moment you start watching yourself, the moment you do something you think is good, well, you start watching yourself and then you're hooped. So you got to get out of that moment and get back into creativity, right? Yeah. So it's this constant kind of uh, uh, ebb and flow of, of um, I mean, it's, I find it's really hard to do something and not think in the back of your mind somewhere, hey, that was, that was pretty good. That was pretty interesting. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, what was the question again? The, just the, uh, what, what roles have you felt? Well, uh, just, you brought something up there that I want to just touch on. Do you go, do you watch yourself ever? Are you a guy who goes behind the monitor and watches yourself? Oh, just I do, but I, but I, ne not for, not necessarily for, I mean, I will an audition, of course, of course. you know, here yeah. when we, when we self-tape stuff, but, uh, no, what I, if I ever go look at the monitor, um, I go look at the monitor because I want to know what the frame is and how I fit into it. Right. And how I can, um, help tell the story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by where, uh, I am or where the lighting is, et cetera. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
but it's this tricky thing of of being open to open to uh, open to the creativity, but also like the the, the 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 spontaneous creativity. That's what that's what I'm talking about. Is that, is that something fires in the moment? I always say to Crystal, my girlfriend, I always or I always say to myself, you know, surprise yourself when you go into that room or you go in front of the camera. Do something you weren't expecting to do. Give yourself the freedom. Is what is yeah. what that is. Give yourself the freedom to create in the in the moment. Yeah, yeah. And and if you're especially with comedy, that's where um, the gold is, right? Where you are um, creating something fresh in the moment. Yeah, yeah. And trying to recreate it is super dangerous. Yeah. Uh, the question was, have you done things that you feel like you point to that are more fulfilling? And do you know why they were more fulfilling? Mm. And if there's nothing, that's okay too. If no, no, no. Out. I mean, uh, um, I would say, uh, uh, um, I would say any job where I, where, um, I took thinking uh, uh, and self-analyzation out of the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really, you know, because when I watch my own work, um, I, it, I quite often don't look at the whole at all. I look at the moments and I think, was that, is, was that a moment of spontaneity? Was that a moment of creativity? Or was that something that like I planned and it kind of misfired because yeah. I thought about it too much or whatever? You know, I mean, I, 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 um, I, that, that's what I'm looking for is the, is the, is, is, is the moment that the moments where I've I've, I've I've I feel like it was creative, and I, and I keep on saying that word, but that Absolutely. that's yeah. what it is to me is 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 like a, is like a, an engine firing, right? And pistons going, and 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 what comes and the energy that comes out of those pistons being turned over, not just oh I'm going to do this here, I'm going to do that there, I'm going to walk over, I'm going to do this there, but but that that uh, that once that engine starts to turn over, um, anything can happen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so is it story? Is it the story that excites you when you have a part that you got, or is it a role? It's a lot of things. It's the people I'm working with. Um, it's the quality of the writing, for sure. For sure, it's the quality of the writing um, because it's it's really in the quality of the writing can you really do any sort of proper deep exploration? Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff that shoots here in town that is not heavy on quality writing right. it's really more about just sort of telling stories about women in trouble okay. um, but uh, you know it's 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 the it's the quality of the writing it's the it's um, it's it's the story and but it's a combination of of, um, of 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 the writing and the character and if I especially if I feel like it's something in my wheelhouse of course um, you know, because sometimes you go outside of, uh, you get something that just isn't in your wheelhouse. And then I don't know, sometimes I just quite, don't quite know what to do with that, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, the, it's the quality of writing and it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the, um, um, the possibilities when I read the thing, you know, all kinds of like ideas start bubbling and then I go, then I know, Oh, this is good. This is something I can attach myself to yeah, yeah. creatively. Yeah. Just, how much of the energy do you, do you spend? Have you spent creating uh, stuff that, that, you, that you could be in, whether that's stage work or film work or whatever? Or is that something that you don't? I'm not sure I understand your question. Well, do you like uh, personally? I when I wasn't working a lot, I, I started a little theater company where we would do shows because mm. I felt like it was the only way I could do work. Mm. Have you had to do stuff like that, or, or you've, you've I mean, you've worked a lot, so maybe you haven't had to. 
Or do you spend uh, some time doing that? You know, that? I mean, it's weird, right? Because the older you get, the kind of the less parts there are, the less work there is. Um, you know, it's it's a it's you know, we all know that you know if you're like you know eighteen to thirty five, that's kind of the sweet spot to be. You know, if you, if you're if you're a working actor and not an A list you know person, but. Um, um, yeah, I mean, I try to find it. I, t- <laughs> I try to find it um, honestly everywhere uh, on on, a, on in small ways and in bigger ways. You know, this place that I have over in the Gulf Islands, it's it's it's, an, it's a blank palette that 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 I you know that I am able to create something. And and uh, you know, I was saying to, to Crystal the other day um, that being over there and doing work there is so rewarding because. You know, here you go in for auditions, you put things on tape, you send them off, they go into a black hole, you never hear anything, uh, you know, uh, often. Uh, but doing those things is creativity that, that is like happening right in front of you and you can see results. And that, and at a certain point, that, that becomes as rewarding as anything, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah. How much have you, uh, over the course of your career, thought about like marketability and things that are outside of the... Um, the realm of, of performance about all the other shit. You know, that's the stuff that I hate. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, is my, my teeth white enough? Uh, um, am I too fat? Um, uh, do I need, is my hair not look right? Um, you know, do I need to, do I need to know people's names more and remember producers and directors names more and right. which I'm terrible at. I'm just terrible. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, that's the kind of stuff that I'm actually trying to get away from, quite yeah. honestly, is the idea of, um, of, of that I'm supposed to be something or look a particular way or, um, uh, 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 or act in a particular way around people, you know, uh, be a sycophant, be, you know. Do you think that, that doing that shit, this stuff has uh, helped you or hindered you? More. Oh, it's probably um, probably hindered me. Uh, you know, um, I always feel like I'm gonna. You know, one of these days I could get hit by a bus, so I, I better be enjoying myself the way I want to enjoy myself while I can, and not be not have my wheel my nose some grindstone that is um, you know imaginary imaginary, yeah, yeah. And, or or showing results or not showing results. Um, but I mean, those are t- types of things I think that I maybe I've I've have in my mind as I get older too. I just I, I give a shit less. Yeah, yeah, right. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, I I agree with you by the way, and I think it's an important note that I think it's only a hindrance thinking about that stuff. Like, just do the things that make you feel good about the person inside, as opposed to thinking about what other people. You get in so much trouble oh, thinking sure. what other people want you to be. And so that's it's. I think it's a real danger as an actor is falling into that because it, you feel like there is that out there, but there is well, only sort of what you were saying about you know taking on this job that you're taking on, right? And those those choices that you made, uh, maybe, yeah, maybe weren't the the best. Yeah, right. Um, but listen, not. who hasn't done that, right? And you know, uh, image images um, images. Um, it's kind of a slippery slope, you know. It really is. Uh, uh, but I still, you know, I mean, who? 
I think about that shit all the time and I just wish I didn't. I really mm-hmm. wish I didn't think about how I look and how I come across and if I meet somebody important, oh God, did I just say the right thing or did I say something stupid or, or I'm, I should say something really clever here and, you know, like blah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and it is only, it only does not, it doesn't serve anyone to do any of that stuff either. It, I don't, it, I don't it think doesn't. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's much, it's, it's much more, uh, it's, it's a, just a much better thing to just be yourself. Genuine and healthy. Yeah, and, and then that, that transfers over into your acting. Absolutely. Right? You look at all the people who like kind of don't give a shit. They're some of the most exciting actors out there. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so uh, why do you act? I only have a few more questions, by the way. Yeah, so why do you act? <laughs> um, you know, I think it, it, in, in part because it fulfills a childhood uh, fantasy that I had, um, uh, and which is an important thing to mention here, and that's that you know I'm doing something. Um, I get to do something that I that that um, that I wanted to do that I dreamed about doing when I was a boy. Right. I mean, that's a really that almost kind of like makes me tear up when I actually spend any time thinking about that because how many people can say that? Right. Not, Not many. many. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm so so fortunate um, and again this is something I should probably like tattoo on my forehead but I'm so fortunate to be able to have had some success doing what I sort of fantasized about doing when I was a kid Um, you know uh, um, I just did this play that I was telling you about where your face is projected like 40 feet up on a screen and you know when you're working on the stage and you're in the middle of this play you lo- you can't help but look up and see yourself your face 40 feet high in black and white and it kind of lo- you kind of think it looks like I'm something from the 40s you know what I mean like I'm 40s movie and I'm kind of doing what I was in love with as a boy yeah. you know um I uh um I'm just um I'm lucky to uh, to to be to 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 have had success being creative, and I I think I was creative from uh, from as long back as I can remember. So to be able to to be able to have my job be uh, be in the world of art and creativity, I you know I'm I'm so so fortunate. I just wish there wasn't all the shit that surrounds it. You know what I mean? And and I wish I never had to audition because I'm so terrible at it. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. You know. Do you? Uh, I'm going to assume that you still feel like uh, you, that you're learning, uh, because I know I do. Obviously, you, you'll, you'll never stop. I mean, if uh, you look at any artist, I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's Tom Petty. I don't care if it's Michelangelo. I don't care. You know that that things are always, always being refined and distilled and made less complex and uh, and. Uh, um, you uh, art is a lifelong. I mean, I'm not saying anything clever here, but life uh, art is a lifelong uh, endeavor. Mm-hmm. You will be chasing perfection, uh, the impossibility of perfection, till the day you die. Right. And so, what what do you uh, as you look forward? What do you look forward to that can help you get mm. there? What um, roles? What roles are you attracted to? Oh, uh, that's a tough one. That's a, I mean that obviously changes with time. Right now, 
like if you could say like this you know next in the next year the role that i really would love to get would be the role look something like this a role that i'm not specifically anything but obviously but generally something what would you look for you know it's funny i um i don't know how to answer that question fair enough i i I don't quite know how to i mean what do i look forward to i look forward um you know, I look forward to any. It's gonna sound. It's gonna sound uninteresting, but I, I, I look forward to 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 working with talented people on quality projects where I can let my uh, essence and creativity uh, come out. It, uh, it, like I don't think about oh this type of role. I've been pretty fortunate in my life. I have played a lot of like you know quote bad guys, but I've also done many many other things, and I've uh, I feel like I have uh, uh, I've been fortunate not to be sort of like pigeonholed into like you know some sort of category. Um, but I uh, I don't think about it that way. I don't think about. Um, um, I don't think about the type of roles because I think I just think I, I, I think there's a lot that I a lot of locks I can fit my key into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the next two questions are kind of odd. So, so again, they're they, they getting more odd. Uh, if you could ask someone like who's an actor that you thought was this your favorite actor growing up or now, whatever, someone maybe passed away. Uh, if you could ask them one question, what would that question be? Right. You know. My dog is called Jimmy Stewart for a reason. Right. Jimmy Stewart's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite actors. Um, and you know, if you watch It's a Wonderful Life, um, for example, it's one of my favorite movies. A lot, a lot of people think it's sugary and schmaltzy, and but I mean it's Pavlovian for me. I watch it uh, every time I watch it. I cry in exactly the same places, yeah, and I've yeah. seen the fucking thing like twenty five, thirty times for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> What's the one thing I would ask? <sighs> How do you get out of your own way? Right. You know. Yeah. yeah. That to me is the biggest danger of all of this yeah. is getting in my own way which I still do at, you know I'm you know I've been doing it for long enough and I, you'd think that um, first it wouldn't it wouldn't sort of be like that and it's not consistently sometimes I'm so out of my own way and I finish something and I don't even know what I did and I felt like I was walking off the ground and I you know it's so great it's like it's like you know it's like drugs right yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but I, uh, I I think that's how do you how do you it's not it would never be like how do you break down a script or how do you make these choices or how it's like something about something along the lines of how do you how do you stop how do you stop listening to your own mind how do you get out of the way of your yeah, own yeah. mind and your own way yeah. because that's the only only then is something exciting going to happen yeah and, I, and you look at the people you know who are really good look at Chris Walken right like you watch Chris Walken and, and he just that's why people love watching him so much because he's so he's like a bug he's so weird and so unusual and does things that you're not expecting and that's what I'm shooting for is to do is to be spontaneous in like every single moment yeah 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 I have a blackboard in my bathroom and I, I wrote on there uh, nothing, nothing to do with this specific thing specific thing but I wrote how do you care deeply about something and at the same time release 
mm. expectations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and that's a really good point. I, I'm ready answers underneath it as they come. Hey, what are those? Well, one of them is trust the moment. Trust yourself and trust the moment. Yeah. I mean, self-trust is a hard yeah. thing. It's a harder thing than it sounds like. Because yeah. it's like, just trust yourself. But that's a difficult thing to do. And, try, and But you've talked a lot about being in the moment and trusting the moment. And I think that's... That was one of the answers I wrote. And and don't be a. I mean, first of all, the kind of are no mistakes. I mean, that's a slippery subject. Um, the idea of making mistakes, but yeah. but that uh, don't be afraid of, of of don't be afraid of making a mistake. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and that's sort of that's sort of suggesting that there is a mistake to begin with, which I'm not sure there necessarily is. Yeah. Um, it's only about refinement, really, at the end of the day. But you know, don't be don't be afraid uh, to to um, to show yourself. Yeah, yeah. So that leads to my last question: what's the what's the job of the actor? Hmm. What's the job? And of it can be esoteric. It's kind of an esoteric sure, question. Sure, 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 sure. Um, I mean, really, uh, in technical terms, the, the job of the actor is to fulfill the uh, the writer's vision. I mean, which sound? I mean, duh, right? Yeah, yeah. Of course. No, no, not duh. Uh, but, but no, not duh at all. But most a lot of actors don't don't know that. A lot of actors think it's to fulfill their vision. But you're absolutely well. Right. I mean, that's the beauty of the thing, right? I mean, that's that's what that's what I think. Um, that's where it, acting is in the realm of um, you know ballet or classical piano or music in general. Um, is that you know you have a, a writer's notes musical notes let's say um and uh, you know you um and but it's it's how the actor's job is to take the material that's been given them and then and then um um to ma- make manifest the vision between the writer and the and, and, and the and, and the performer, uh, you know, you look at some, somebody like Frank Sinatra who was singing, you know, uh, old standards, but it's the way he sang them that made people that made chills go up. People, Sarah Vaughan, you, you listen to those people sing old stuff that was written way before they were born, and the way they sing it, it's the meeting. It's the meeting of of the writer and the performer that is so magical. Yeah. And that's so that's your job to fulfill what they want, but also your job is to bring you to the moment. Yeah, yeah. and to all and to be part of the, all of the artists that are part of a film set. Uh, what do you think? I mean, like this is uh, again, like it's kind of esoteric, but what, what do you think that how does that serve society? How do how does the actor serve society? Well, um, in a world that's got <laughs> screwed up things happening. And yeah. Things. Well. Uh, because I think it's important, and I have my reasons. But why do you? Think I think I'm an actor because I um, because I said earlier I'm fascinated by why and how and uh, why people do what they do, yeah. um, and the the job of any artist is to bring forth their humanity. 
that sounds maybe a little over the top, but no, no. but um, I mean, isn't really that what isn't that what we want to see at the end of the day is 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 uh, is people's humanness on on film yeah. and the things that people make that make people human again, whether it's like an Adam Sandler movie or whether it's like a Daniel Day Lewis film, yeah. right? You want to see you want to see the beauty of humanity and in, in, in all its ridiculousness and all its seriousness and all its and all its beautiful creativity. Um, you know those people like Daniel Day Lewis and Meryl Streep aren't aren't super famous um, f- by mistake because they are they are in front of us showing us who we are. Yeah, yeah, and making us connecting us in that way, connecting us with a bigger we all so we all know that we're part of we're not alone. Exactly. You know, yeah. you I mean, you go you go to see um, you know like I don't I don't know Forrest Gump. You can't walk out of Forrest Gump and be in a shitty horrible mood. I mean, right. it's impossible, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Nicholas, thanks so much, man. My pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Very much my pleasure.